Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So one of the difficult things about growing your design business, and I'm sure you probably feel this way too, Krista, is how do I grow it without finding more time in the day to work? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. It's like there's not enough hours in the day to be able to take on more projects. Mm -hmm. And so obviously a lot of people want to figure out how they can introduce some sort of passive income and not have to worry about magically creating more time in their day. (laughs) So this is easy for most business owners because they can create courses, but I think most of us are well past that whole course phase and we don't want to do that anymore because we know it's pretty much just as much work as doing design projects. And on the other end of the passive income spectrum, I would say everyone thinks of website themes for designers and developers, and you don't necessarily have to do that. So there are still several ways that you can create awesome passive income, and today we're going to talk about how you can introduce that to your design business. I'm excited for this because, like, you're right, when it comes to growing a design business, like... Your option is to like either find more time to work or to keep hiking those prices up. And I'm all for raising prices every once in a while, but you can only do it so many times before you have to totally like rebrand and change your targeting and everything. And people don't always want to do that. So passive income I've found is a really great way to introduce, you know, a little more income. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, without having to sacrifice like your current audience and having to totally change your price points and redo all your marketing and stuff. This is a really great option. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say today. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think once you raise your rates to a certain point, it's like you said, you have to completely change who you're working with. Because I mean, if you want to be charging $10,000 for a website design, that is completely different than working for like $1,000 for a website design. Yes. The market there is completely different. So let's go on ahead and just dive right in and start talking about what steps you need to take to introduce passive income. So the first thing is obviously you just need to decide on your target market. Now, this seems like a little silly to think about, I think, because most people are like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, create stuff for a completely different market. And I'll be honest with you, when you like split your business in that way, it makes it so much harder to market yourself, to run your social media, to decide on what to put where on your website, like everything is just a huge headache. (laughs) Yeah, you would know firsthand, huh? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would. (laughs) So 
I recommend not splitting your business. And instead, when you're thinking about your target market and who it should be, think about your design clients. You know, can you meet them anywhere? Um, Give them anything specifically to help them before or maybe even after they work with you. Um, because yeah, I can tell you, I currently do this, the whole splitting thing. I do stuff for designers, but I also, you know, do stuff for people who actually need my design services. That's two completely different audiences. And it gives me a headache trying to figure out how to manage it all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So once you have decided on your target market, obviously the next thing you have to do is brainstorm what exactly you're going to create. And this is the hardest step. It's so easy to know um, who you want to create stuff for, but then you're like, I don't even know what they need from me. Did you feel Mm -hmm. like that when you were creating your products? Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, and I think what helped me held me back from creating products for so long as I never knew what to create. So I would just kind of wait till I had an idea. And when I had one, then I went for it. But that that is definitely the hardest part. Yeah, totally. Because I think all of us default, like we said in the intro, to e-courses. And basically, again, like we said there, not all of us are interested in doing that anymore. Yeah. And well, and a lot of people get stuck creating like courses or products that teach what they do but like as designers you don't want to teach your clients how to design you want them to need you right so that makes it even harder you can't teach what you do like so many of these people that you know build businesses around products are able to do well and two i think the other side of that is that a lot of people create courses about things that they're not an expert in. And I am not mm-hmm. going to get on my rant pedestal today because you know, Krista, I can go <laughs> on for a long time about that one. I feel like we're thinking of like the same person too. We're thinking of the same person. We're just, <laughs> there's just a lot of stuff there. Um, but <laughs> we're, like I said, we're not going to get ranty for you guys today. Um, so instead of, Like we said before, instead of coming up with a completely different um, target market and, you know, trying to create things about social media or email marketing or whatever, when you know your um, zone of expertise is design, maybe think about helping your clients and specifically helping them before or after they have worked with you. So going into before the project. Ask yourself, what are they struggling with before they hire you? So maybe they don't quite have the budget to work with you yet and they need, you know, this cheaper option to give them a good design to help them grow their blog or their business or whatever it is. Obviously, the go-to here would be themes and pre-made logos. And obviously, we're going (laughs) to... promote ourselves here. Coded Creative does themes and logos, but we also have our friend Fran at 259 West who does really awesome themes. And um, I think, does Lindsay Humes still sell WordPress themes? I think she's like gearing up to release some updates later this year, or maybe right now as this episode is coming out. So Mm -hmm. you guys check out her website. Um, So those are some ideas, but obviously not everyone is interested in doing themes or pre-made logos because we can tell you from experience, it is a lot 
of yes. work. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot of work. So maybe instead of thinking specifically about that, instead, if they don't have this clear foundation for their business, maybe you have a book or a workbook that's going to help them nail down some of that pre-work that normally you would send to them before you're getting started. Um, one of my favorite examples of this is Danielle at Hello Function has this brand planner book. It's like a physical book you can buy and it works or it walks you through all of that work. And Krista, it's so pretty. I want to buy it and I don't even need it. <laughs> you don't it. need it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it at all, but it's it's so pretty and such a smart idea too yeah. to create this like passive income that can help people before they start working with you and then in the end save some frustration once you get started exactly. on the project. Yeah, that's what both of my more successful products and I I like successful think of that in air quotes, you guys like it's not bringing in like thousands <laughs> of dollars or anything like that. Um, but I have two one of them is a workbook that teaches designers how to design strategically. Um, and I used to focus more on that in my business. So that was great for me to have, you know, I could make sure designers working with me thought, you know, had a strategy in mind when they were making these websites. And then my second one is the From Mockup to Code Toolkit, which teaches designers basically everything they know about working with a developer. And that has been great because designers buy it because they're curious um, when they're ready to work with me or the partner I made it with. It makes our lives so much easier because then those people know you know, what they're doing. Um, and it's just great passive income on top of it. So those are a couple other, you know, just kind of things to get your gears turning there. Things that help people before they work with you are great for everybody. Yes, exactly. And even if they don't end up working with you, I mean, it's like you said, you still made the passive income mm -hmm. off of it. So win-win. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so we've been talking about how to help your clients before they work with you, but what about after? Um, aside from themes, this is a really popular place to have passive income. And when you're thinking about your clients, honestly, most people need help just keeping their brand consistent after they've launched. So you've done their logo and their website probably, but they need help creating blog post graphics or social media or knowing how to, you know, use their brand to create other things as they launch new stuff in their business. So templates are a super smart way to go about this. And I think this year we have seen a huge influx in templates like on Creative Market from mm -hmm. things for blog posts to lead magnets to Instagram stories to those cute little icons on Instagram stories, literally everything you can think of. So this doesn't necessarily mean you have to create things specifically for their brand, but like I said, you could open a shop on a site like Creative Market and sell things that they can take into Canva or Photoshop and customize those things. And then maybe you give your past clients a discount to go and purchase those products if they don't have a full budget to work with you on getting custom things specifically for their brand. And a couple of my favorite examples for this would be Nicole at January Made. Um, she has a pretty big creative market shop and also Alicia at Basil and Bark. They both sell graphic templates for 
I want to say at least blog posts and maybe Instagram stories. I know Alicia has a lot more stuff than that in her um, creative market shop, but they're both really successful with those things. So it can't hurt to kind of brainstorm some ideas on how you can help clients after the project is over. I love that idea. You started your own design business. Yay! The creative side of your business, the side where you get to spend your days designing, rocks. But everything else, not so much. Maybe your days are starting to run you and you found yourself not doing nearly as much design work as you'd like to be. Instead, you're trying to stay afloat under an ever-growing to-do list of invoicing, sending contracts, staying organized, scheduling projects, and so much more. You're making money, but you know if you could just get your business more organized and create a better client experience, then it'll be easier to raise your rates and make running your own design business more enjoyable for you. If you're ready to ditch all of that overwhelm and get back to loving what you do and even looking forward to getting to work in the morning, head to getbacktodesign.co slash coaching and learn about how we can work together one-on-one to streamline and grow your business so you can get back to design. Okay, so let's, we've been talking about how to help your clients but what if you want to help like a complimentary market? Maybe not necessarily your clients, but your peers. So as I mentioned before, this is what I do. And it's really hard, but I know a lot of people are interested in doing this and helping other developers, helping other designers, helping whatever. If you want to do it, it goes back to just who you want to help and being specific there. So I knew I wanted to help my fellow designers, which is why I started creating products for them. So you have to get really specific. You know, do you want to help other bloggers or business owners? Um, You don't necessarily have to sell themes and templates to your peers, like what we've been talking about. Um, Jamie at Spruce Road, we had her on the podcast last year. And she actually sells brand mock-ups, and these are like hidden on her website, her shop is. But they're so great because they're for her peers. So I could buy them, pull it into Photoshop, and put some of my client's stuff on there, and then put that into like a PDF for my clients so they can see how their logo or collateral would look. Um, And she's not making a big deal about helping other designers, but it's there. And I guarantee you guys that it's helping her get some passive income. So beyond that, you also want to consider what exactly you want to create. So we've been thinking a lot about that. How hard is it to come up with an idea? Um, If you want to create things just to be creative You can still sell your designs or whatever pretty things it is that you make. Um, This way you can still have fun, but you can still be making a little extra money off of that because, yeah, it's fun to just be creative, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to make a couple extra bucks, right? Yeah, that is also fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is fun. So um, a few of my favorite examples for this would be Jess at Union Shore. Um, She does watercolor designs and I think a little bit of hand lettering. 
Um, and she sells those through Society6, which if you are not familiar with that, it does phone cases, laptop cases, shower curtains, pillows, wall hangings, literally any single thing you could need in your house, they do it. <laughs> it's amazing. All I can say is never go on there looking for phone cases. Like holy, like hours of your life will be gone. <laughs> um, and all of your money in your bank account will that be too, gone Because you need well. everything to match your new phone case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad about that. I've probably purchased at least four phone cases from Jess for <laughs> shop specifically. And it's like you said, you can't you can't go any further because <laughs> it's a very deep rabbit hole. And when I say they make everything, I mean shower curtains, who right. would have thought of that? <laughs> so a couple other really good examples um in terms of just being creative for fun would be Mel Volcam and I hope I'm saying her name correctly and Eva Black they both created hand lettered fonts and they sell those on their website and maybe through Creative Market as well. Um, and just so you guys know, I'm going to be linking all of these really awesome people in the show notes so you can go and check out their shops and kind of get your brain turning on some passive income ideas for yourself. Now, what about that totally different market? So you're like, okay, I want to be crazy like you, Corey, and try <laughs> to market myself to two completely different markets. Um, I still have a couple examples for you. Kelsey at Paper and Oats has built her business and brand off selling these really cute printable planners, um, primarily on Etsy, I believe. And they're so much fun, but they're definitely a different market than bloggers or business owners or even other designers because, I mean, they're things like um, getting ready for a baby, shopping list, meal planning, mm -hmm. stuff for teachers, like all kinds of different things in there. So that's something to think about. And then, and I think you might have purchased this, but Rachel at Intentionally Designed has some kind of ebook about running your business with your faith in mind, I believe. Did you buy that? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it's called now, but it's like basically 30 days like to a faith-based business type thing. It's like a daily devotional type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of somewhat like a peer-based market. But at the same time, I know she does branding and website design, and that could be very different from yep. her market that she sells her services to. Mm -hmm. So a few things to consider when you are thinking about passive income would be where are you going to sell your products? Now, we know because we sell our themes on so many places that there are probably like a thousand different platforms out there. And it seems like surprisingly, there are new ones coming up every single day. So um, if you sell on a different platform, you have to be aware that they are going to take a part of the income from it. Um, I know Society6 takes a massive piece of the income on those products and Creative Market takes a decent amount too. But the benefit of being on those kind of sites is that you are getting your products in front of a way bigger audience than you would just on your website alone. So pros and cons there. Um, another thing to consider is how you're going to market these products as well as your design services. And Krista, I think this is where you and I are like 
I can do this, but it takes so much thought and I'm really just focused on my main services. At least I know I'm like that. Yeah, it's it's hard. You have to really have a plan for it if you're going to do it well. Like go through maybe every other month switch between, you know, marketing your passive products versus design services. But you want to make sure that marketing these things doesn't hurt the, you know, the amount of clients you're getting too. So it can be tricky. Yeah, definitely. As long as you're doing it under the same name, for sure. I think we have a huge benefit like for Coded Creative and even this podcast that we don't necessarily have to promote those things under our own names because, man, if we did, we we would be an even bigger mess than we already are. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, um, talking about a different name, it can make it even more work to separate things. So if you are creating something for your clients, either before, after the um, project, or even a little bit of a complimentary market, honestly, if you can try to keep it under your name, because (laughs) like we said, it's a whole different situation to do it under a different brand name. Yep. Double everything. Yep. So the last thing that I feel like I need to be a little preachy on is to make sure that your passive income is actually passive. So nothing is going to be passive at first. All of the products that we've created, our themes, our logos, everything, it took a lot of work up front to create those things and promote them when they launched. Um, yeah, it's a ton of hours that went into that, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it can be like starting another business depending on what you're doing. Yeah, or doing a whole like client project. Yeah, exactly. If you're making like an ebook or co- even course or something like that, for sure. Yeah, so you have to be aware that at first it's going to take a lot of work and it may take a while to um, make passive income that makes all of that active work you did worth it. Um, But another thing I want you to consider is make sure that what you are coming up with, you know, to offer for your target market is actually going to be passive for the long haul. So like I said, it's not going to be passive at first, but it will eventually start to kind of make money for you on its own. But you don't want to come up with another service, for example, that's not passive at all. So I think coaching is something that even a lot of designers I've noticed have started doing, like brand coaching calls, things like that. And that's not passive at all. That's just like having regular design clients. Yeah, it might feel like less work at first, but, you know, because, oh, all I have to do is jump on a 30-minute call, but... There's a prep work, follow-up, onboarding, you know, actually making sure these people get results so your name, you know, stays as good as you want it to be. And they're not like, wow, I just got on this really crappy 30-minute call. (laughs) You know, it definitely is not passive. Yeah, exactly. So definitely make sure what you are creating is going to kind of help make money for you, like I said, in the background. Now to just recap this episode, coming up with passive income ideas, it can be so difficult when you offer design services, but there are a lot of really great ways that you can 
make money either by creating things for your clients or another market, um, whatever it is. Hopefully we gave you lots of fun examples that you can check out to kind of get you thinking about how to do this for your business. So the action steps for this episode would be if you want to add passive income, set aside some time in the next week or the next month to really start brainstorming who you want to help. So start with that first. And then also think about what you can create to help those people. Um, While you're thinking about this, consider any questions that you get over and over again, maybe from your clients or from your peers, um, because that's going to really help you get a step forward in making sure that whatever you create is actually going to sell, which is a whole nother episode that we're probably not going to create for you. Um, and the other action step would be to take a look at some of the great examples that we mentioned, like I said, to just get an idea of how they make passive income work while offering design services. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.